2: Hello, everybody! Hi! How are you doing, Natalie?
3: I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight?
2: Frantic. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the special Sunday night episode of Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet where we go over House of the Dragon, the newest episode of the HBO Game of Thrones spinoff series. I'm coming at you live from my phone. My name is Dan Selke. <laughs> I'm in the basement of a my parents' house, and the internet isn't quite working, but we're going to make it work. And Natalie, how are you and where, and where are you coming from?
3: I'm coming from my office, fortunately. My laptop is good, my internet, not gonna jinx it. But uh, but yeah, we're here and we're ready.
2: If there was one episode yes. I did not want to not talk about, <laughs> it was this one. So first of all, welcome to everybody here who's watching, hello Martha, good to see you. So Natalie, we watched this earlier in the week and just start, okay. I'm not sure mm-hmm. even how to begin talking about this episode of House of the Dragon, King of the Narrow Sea. So I'll say to start, last the week before ended with Matt Smith cutting a guy in half and dragging his top half of his torso on the beach with his entrails hanging out. Mm-hmm. And in terms of how uncomfortable it made me, it had nothing at all on this week's episode. Uncomfortable watching big parts of this week's episode, particularly the parts that involved Uncle, Niece, incest. Mm-hmm. Natalie, just when you watched this episode, what was your kind of um emotional reaction to it?
3: Oh man, so I knew that they were going to get together at some point, but I was still definitely in shock because of it was one- shocking one, it happening, but also where it was happening in front of everyone. Just absolutely no chill. I am still shocked watching it a third time tonight. And yeah, I mean, it seems like something that you shouldn't be watching. And it's conflicting because I love them both. And I know that there are many fans of them together. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But I'm shocked. I'm conflicted. And then, of course, having that Seen happen at the same time as Alison Viserys. It's just oh, God. my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts.
2: Game of Thrones made a reputation of shocking its audience. It did things like brutally kill off characters, and it did things like burn children at the stake, and it did things like have the hero go rogue and burn down a city on dragon back. Um, you know what? I will give House of the Dragon this. It is finding new ways. Surprise us, sucker punch us, and shock us. Because, so, okay. The episode starts innocently enough. Mm-hmm. have Damon Targaryen returning to King's Landing after um, winning his war for the Stepstones and having about three seconds of good feeling with his brother, King Viserys. Yeah. Um, and then things kind of go off the rails or staying depending on uh how you look at it once Rhaenyra Targaryen the heir apparent of the Iron Throne is whisked away into King's Landing by her uncle Daemon in a scene I did think was sort of charming at first mm-hmm. you know like how when um Princess Jasmine kind of leaves the palace in Aladdin and goes to uh mill among the rabble or when Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday is a princess, and she's just like, I'm going to live like a commoner for a bit. And she meets Gregory Peck, and they like, much like around Italy. Like, that's charming. That's cute. Or yeah. like, I don't know. I think there are like 13,000 Hallmark movies where a princess kind of <laughs> just sort of like, I'm going to discuss herself as a commoner today. And then meet yeah. some kind of like, I don't know, hunky coffee shop guy, and they get fall in love or whatever. Um, <laughs> this kind of reminded me of those, because we have a princess finding a secret passage in a castle Mm -hmm. we have her stealing away for a night of what looks like a quite a bit of fun in king's landing you got tightrope walkers you got women with no eyes telling fortunes you got puppets and plays um all kind of fun and it kind of got me i I enjoyed those parts i was kind of swept away by the romance and the majesty of it all how about you
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought it was really sweet. I thought it was cute. Like you said, it just seemed kind of wholesome at first, as wholesome as it could be, because I would not ever describe Mm -hmm. Damon as wholesome. But yeah, yeah, I was not seeing where that was going at all.
2: Because where it was going, um, and I'm sure we all saw this. Hello, um, Ismail, joined. What an episode. By the way, I agree that it was great. I think this was the best episode they've had so far. I was on the edge of my seat in a way that no battle could make me. And I was very invested in what was happening. It was intense. But it it, it 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 was also... very. It was transgressive in a way that not even Game of Thrones was. Mm-hmm. Because after we're done with the Jasmine Leaves the Palace part, Daemon Targaryen, who was Rhaenyra's uncle, takes her to, I guess, I don't really want to call it, a brothel, a pleasure house, an open space where people are just enjoying each other's bodies freely and without consequence. And... I, I don't even want to say it out loud. It feels so filthy. Yes. Damon Targaryen starts to make out with his niece, Rhaenyra Targaryen. I don't even want, I'm not even sure how pointed a question I want to ask, because yeah. I, I, I don't want like these words to be on camera for later court record. <laughs> I'm uh, with you. So, okay, I'll say this. Um, my impression of that scene, and people who are watching, tell me if you agree with this, was that, Rhaenyra were getting amorous,
4: mm-hmm. but it
2: didn't go past um, making out, necking, and groping. Again, mom, dad, if you're watching, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and then he got kind of uncomfortable, <laughs> and left. Was that your impression too?
3: Yeah, I think after talking about it, because you and I had talked about it a little bit, just talking about all these things so much nowadays with with the show, and I'm sure it'll get even worse. But yeah, I think so. And I think it's interesting because him, you know, getting frustrated and leaving before it escalated, I believe it's probably maybe because he has feelings for her. And it's like, okay, I'm in love with her. And I don't know if I should do this type of thing. Uh, Also, she is still a teenager she's of age now she's over she's 18 i think um so you know there's that but it's still very unethical so i think he was kind of maybe in his head about am i really doing this and yeah. he, he decided the right thing i guess but she didn't think so I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean it's like he decides the right thing then and then damon it's like even if he has a moment of he does the right thing you know he's gonna ruin mm-hmm. it later um, yeah. He knew what he was doing. Sorry?
3: He knew what he was doing. I mean, he was totally... I mean, he's been grooming her, I would say. And he brought her there, bringing her into this room where all these things are happening. They're not going to just chat.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: As Martha says, sometimes young girls have questions on their uncle or cousins. I mean, clearly Rhaenyra <laughs> had uh, had a little something for her uncle. She kept his necklace that he gave yeah. her in the first episode all those years ago. Yeah, obviously she did. And this is so tough to talk about because whenever you talk about sex, whether it's in the real world or even in fiction, I fear that folk are going to like play some kind of blame game. like Because mm-hmm. Rhaenyra was into it, Damon is much older, and he's the one who's taking her to a freaking brothel and having them just like go around and like do God knows what with people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a sensitive topic, whether it's in the real world or in the purely fictional one. And I liked that they didn't explain exactly why he left. Because I liked from the start that House of the Dragon is, has these complicated characters and is letting them be complicated. Yeah. Like, Damon's a guy. Damon is a guy who would try and seduce his own niece and bring her to a brothel in the dead of night with the aim of having sex with her. Maybe in because he wanted the crown, because he thinks if he marries her, then he'll be closer to the crown yeah. if she's the heir, right? But he's also a guy capable of doing something that horrible and ethical and then saying, like, too far. Like, yeah. he, he he has that kind of depth to him, which is really interesting. So I am happy that they didn't say exactly why he stopped. They just let us stop and just let us kind of be as confused as Rhaenyra, who, by the way, left... But again, like, Damon does the right thing. Lee's walked away before anything gets really, really bad, but he still left his niece in the middle of a brothel at King's Landing at 3 a.m., who, who's yeah. never of the castle gates before. So like he did the right thing and the wrong thing at the exact same time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand kind of his play there, which is, I guess the point he's like, you're saying he's complicated. We don't never know what's going to happen next with him unless you read the books, but like he takes off her hat, exposes her and then just leaves her with her pants down. I'm just like, I, I feel bad for her. I really do. But at the same time, it, it really is so hard because it's like, she was enjoying it. She wanted it. But she's young and it's her uncle. And it's ah, so many thoughts and feelings. Nice
2: this show, it's like, I think I made this joke earlier, like the real housewives of Appalachia, which is unfair <laughs> to Appalachian people, which are, are, are very wonderful people. Um, it's just this show is going to be so popular because people love scandalous stuff. I oh, think yeah. Julie said, which I mean, let, listen, we're all thinking it. I don't want to say anything, but I mean also like how are we gonna talk about this without without being up front? Yeah. Gosh, I almost felt like I was watching porn for a while there, but it was certainly an interesting episode. Which, yeah, okay. Also, Kevin Colbert, not an unreasonable thought. Who's the pedo at HBO this eight-year-old looking chick as the princess sexy yeah. and as, as AF? I'm out. I don't really blame you. This was a creepy episode. I think this will either get a House of the Dragon um pulted to oh God, the most popular show on TV or get the FCC to just cancel it like it's, it's it's I mean nothing in between okay scandalous to say the least says Penny yes I agree that was more scandalous than anything and by the way I apologize to anybody who, who this this be the trigger warning this stuff is intense
3: yeah and um,
2: I'm not gonna talk about it right now and my strategy just keep talking and talking and talking um, and just hope that the words drown out the screaming in my head Okay, um, let's find something a little less, a little less terrifying. So yeah. after, Ramira is left in a lurch by her uncle. She goes back to the castle, and I did like they found little moments of humor, like the way that like she left through a secret passage. Krista yeah. Cole didn't know, obviously, and then she comes back in the front door, and he's like, "What? What? Why? How? How? How did that happen?" And then, so my interpretation here that she didn't um Rhaenyra didn't quite um satisfy her curiosity right brothel and you know is I'm gonna guess she never as much as kissed about maybe I don't know I don't know her life yeah but she didn't seem like she had much experience before this right and now here is this cute guy who she's been friendly with for years now and she's like well I still have things I want to do and he starts kind of this scene was at least much more wholesome. You know, steals the helmet, kind of plays around with it. and eh, Keep away. And then they have a pretty, at least traditional, um, love scene. What would you think of, of the Kristen Raniere dynamic here?
3: Yeah, this one surprised me too. I screamed when this started to happen just because of <laughs> just like the order of events and her kind of crazy night she's got going on. Um, no. <laughs> I mean... I, I mean, I love her, but so I think that he is probably very much in love with her. He stopped
2: Ooh, yeah. like
3: twice when they were kissing and was like looking at the ground of like, am I really about to do this? Should I do this? I probably shouldn't do this. And then back to it. Uh, it was nice, though. I mean, especially compared to what we just saw. Hey, Daniel, welcome back.
2: Ooh. Hey, Daniel. dude. Hey, Daniel. What's Roman. Up? Um. Imagine that you were just talking about lied, steamy tweeted, stuff. Took a cold shower and came here to talk with us. <laughs> I, I don't know how blue to work. Yeah, I did. Daniel Rowland, yeah, I'm out of breath of-
5: either from the steaminess or from running to my computer. <laughs>
2: <Both>. <laughs> so close to the edge on this one. And everybody in the chat is too. Um, Daniel, we were, we, I, I guess I owe it to ask you. <laughs> Natalie And I were just talking about the scene where, um, you know, Rhaenyra Targaryen and her uncle almost have sex, but then don't. Um, do you have any takes on this? Just cold takes. You're just here. This is what's happening. House of the Dragon. Bring
0: First reaction is to you.
5: Oh my god. Oh, throw me right in off the deep end. Why <laughs> don't you? Um, man, that was that was. There's something to be said. For, I don't know if there's something to be said, but there's something about these shows where. Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon—they're like, we're gonna give you something that that you kind of want, but also is gonna make you really uncomfortable. But you're gonna feel like you're supposed to root for it anyway. Like thinking about this and Danny, because I've seen so many people shipping Damon and Renira, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know. At this point, um, yeah, I my thoughts are just all over the place. What happens? Where even are we? Um, Gosh, I think I'm just as intrigued by what happened as I am by the fact that Damon just spite lied to like both Damon and Rhaenyra lied to people in different ways about it. Like, what a mess.
2: (laughs) What did you guys think? What did I miss? We were talking about the uh, Kristen Rhaenyra tryst, which was at least slightly more wholesome than the other one.
3: I will say too, though, what I thought about um, Renera and Kristen together, I did really like how she, I mean, we said we could analyze both of these scenes for so long, but they were just obviously so different. But I just loved with Kristen Mm -hmm. that she was the one in control. She was taking off the armor, she initiated it, she knew what she was doing. And good for her because the scene before that was not that way. And I just really love those differences.
2: I did, too. I even like that, like, even in the scene of the brothel, they had like kind of like almost like scary horror movie music almost yes. going in the background. Yeah. And then Kristen Cole, it was much more honestly, like the slow taking off of the armor was pretty sensuous, like mm-hmm. kind of the very slow, like even like the bracers. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure you even needed to have yeah. the full armor. And then they did anyway. But um, I thought they were. And of course, it was all contrasted with this earlier that Game of Thrones as much sex as it had in Game of Thrones I don't feel like it ever really had an episode about sex and like what it meant and what it meant in context but here we get the kind of horror show of Daemon and Rhaenyra the kind of sweet tender love of Kristen and Rhaenyra and then we have Viserys and Alicent which is also important to kind of counterpoint that and show this is I mean I felt very bad for Alicent getting, like, a random, basically, like, a text at 3 a.m. to, like, I want you in my room. Yeah. And she yeah. has no choice but to go. That I, I felt bad for. This kind of um, sex as your duty when you are a child bride in the society was 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 painful to watch. And, and the way they intercut all three of them was making a, a pretty powerful point. And, again, one that was pretty transgressive and daring, I thought.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That moment for Allison absolutely sucked. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah,
2: uh, I mean, I think the power dynamics are 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 they're not pretending any of this is healthy, you know? Like they're not pretending Damon and Raniere is healthy. They're not pretending Kristen and Raniere, and Kristen and Raniere is healthy because again, like she is his boss kind of. They're not pretending Viserys and Allison are healthy, not even close. Like these are not great. It's, I'm sure folk will ship them, but I mean, shipping's complicated. Just, um, yeah. none of these are aspirational. By the way, thank you for your comments, guys, some really, really good comments. Um, we got Saul saying both scenes did a great contrast between the pleasure of the princess and the duty of the queen. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. Uh, ooh, and like Nicole saying Damon is so erratic and unstable, he's like that bad older boyfriend that you have in college who yes. never calls back and constantly leaves you at the party. I can see that, yeah. Like a nine-year-old. I have a question for you guys, by the way, just leaving sex behind, thank God, for a second. Um, What'd you make of Rhaenyra and Allison suddenly being sort of buddies again at the top?
3: I really liked it. Um, I thought it was nice. I know we we keep talking about how their relationship is obviously very, very complicated for obvious reasons of Allison marrying Rhaenyra's dad, but I thought it was really nice. I thought they were both very honest with each other. At least Allison just came out and was like, I don't have friends. I miss you. And so yeah. it was like, all right, I guess we'll try to be friends in this weird way that it can be. Of course, that, I don't know what happens later on between them, but I think that was a nice moment at, at first. The first half of the episode, I think, just was so many nice moments. They were really yeah. getting us, getting us into this feeling of like, okay, all is good. The peace is here between pretty much everyone. And then it's gone.
2: Even like Damon and Viserys having the classic, like mom love you best. No, she loved you best thing. Like how many siblings have had that talk at some point and like over the dinner table. It, it was nice. I mean, yeah. maybe it's, I, I I'm, I'm glad to hear Natalie that, that as someone who hadn't read the book that you bought, I, I don't know, I guess I wasn't, loving like the the yo-yo of it all but like allison seems to have been trying to reach rhaenyra for years but at first rhaenyra liked her and then she didn't for an episode and then a year again and she does and it made sense i like they were back together part of me maybe just because my brain is chained to the book and it's hard to disentangle it i kind of like wanted more of like their friends and their friends and their friends and there's a break and this is a little more They're friends and they're not, and they're friends, and I'm I'm probably not going to be in a minute. Daniel, what did you think? Break this tie.
5: Um, I like it actually. I think the yo-yoing feels more like a real relationship than like a textbook. They were friends, and then there was a schism. Like I think we'll still get like a schism between them that is more clear. Um, But Mm. I kind of like it. It just feels more like actual characters having like actual people. Um, you know, who, want to stay friends and just their circumstances, uh, marriages and what have (laughs) you make that hard. Um, so I'm a fan of the back and forth. I think it's a little jarring just because we're skipping through time so much that it, it does feel a little like, you know, one episode they're liking each other, the next they're not. Um, this episode though, I feel like this is the beginning of the end which is kind of weird to say because Allison married Rhaenyra's dad. But like when Rhaenyra like half lied, basically that Damon never touched her, the music changes in a really ominous way. And like, I don't know. I just feel like this is, this is the beginning of them not being friends for good. It started here tonight.
2: We have some splits in the comments. We got um, Julie Davies. I like saying, um, I feel so sorry for these two young ladies. They really care about each other. And knowing it's gonna be so bad is so sad, which I do I do get. I, I guess I'm just more with Nicole a bit. It feels like we have some missing scenes between them. I think I would feel worse about what may or may not be their coming split if they were consistently working together and then like did greater rather than like back and forth. But I'm glad that it's working for people. And I I I liked Alison more here than I have so far in the show. I yeah. I I I felt closer to her than I had before. So kudos on that. Show people. Speaking of all the half lies, that was so we had like the lustful night out and then the cold, hard morning after was like the kind of the episode um, d- division line. Um, Natalie, Daniel, what do you make of the lies or half lies or half truth, whatever you want to call them, that Ranira tells Allison? Justified, not justified? Um, were they even fully lies? make of it
3: uh it's a mess i yeah. mean <laughs> it's all a mess i am like thinking of it as i don't think she could have told the truth i mean of course damon is out there her and damon didn't connect on what story they were going to tell which is yeah what messed them up the most <laughs> um so from renera's standpoint she's like of course i could never admit to that you know it's it's horrible and so I would be shocked if she if she told Allison. But she's a good liar. The way she was going at it, I was surprised. I thought she would have just you know said no and kind of went away, ended the conversation, gotten out of there. But no, she was convincing me that they didn't even make out or anything. And I, I had just watched it. So that was interesting. It yeah. really, I think she showed her age. She definitely showed her age because – she is still young she's still a teenager and so the first time I watched it I was kind of thinking okay she's being really immature and this is really annoying the second time I watched it I was like okay trying to I guess put myself in her shoes a little bit which I try to do with the show but it's impossible because of all these things that happen but I think she's just young and I think she is being stupid but I think that's okay she's gonna learn from it maybe you guys know
2: (laughs) I mean, we Jen hope. is a good point. Hated how yeah, she swore on I, her mother. Yeah.
3: That was bad.
2: That was bad. That was wrong. That's going to be bad, that's be bad yeah. karma.
5: Yeah.
4: Hmm.
5: I feel like, yeah. I feel like the thing that pains me the most about that whole scene and Renira lying is that, like, she didn't need to, right? Like, she could have just said, we didn't yeah. do it. We didn't, we didn't yeah. couple or whatever. Like, that was kind of what she was saying. <laughs> and then she had to take it two steps farther and be like he didn't touch me and I'll swear on my dead mother about it and it's like you could have just not yeah. said those things mm-hmm. and it would have been fine um so I it wish is like that again yeah. like well it it makes her more flawed right that she that she went that extra mile that just makes, makes it from a, you're in kind of a disadvantageous situation. And like, yeah, you got with your uncle, but we all knew that was going to happen. Like viewers, we all knew. Um, but then like that moment where she takes it that step farther is like, uh, you're, you're, you've definitely stepped over the line from being able to claim any plausible deniability or innocence. Um, um, I love that Viserys knows that too. He's like, she might not have done what Damon says, but like, she's not innocent. I know her.
2: Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, because uh, so, one commenter said, I think it was Nicole talking about um, lied about being a maiden, but
3: I don't think yeah. that she
2: said, she, I think Allison said to Viserys, she's still a maiden. I think Allison assumed that because okay. when Nera told Allison that Damon never touched me, she didn't say, like, but afterwards Kristen cole's hands were everywhere like she just left that (laughs) part out yeah
5: Yeah. it's tricky because it was you know it's in a milieu like this where she's being courted i almost said shopped around which is so messed up but tells you the type of story this is because she's shopping around for a husband but like her being a maiden is like a a major part of that of like those types of political marriages as awful as that is so i feel Mm -hmm. like Allison's. it's kind of the same thing right where like Renee took things one step too far by lying and then Allison's taking one step too far trying to read between the lines to be like she's really doing the good thing like she she didn't you know do anything untoward with damon she's still a maiden even which is like Mm -hmm. a logical assumption but also a you're assuming a lot of her business um
2: ah It's so juicy. Mess. mess yeah. Straight mess. By the way, straight. I think, j- just, just, just so we're all clear, Saul says that four years have passed since age 19. Yes, she is 18. Super. She's, she's technically 18. illegal in the United States in 2022. I don't think it really makes anything less <laughs> sticky and gross. But yes, like, this all, is kind of above board. I think Allison, I mean. Yeah. Okay, so, so again, the, the really interesting thing about the lies is that she's lying she's doing things that are wrong about you know i for my mother that damon never touched me like well you your mother's i don't, I don't know how it's gonna affect that in, in westeros afterlife but she also makes good points about the truth of if a man had done this at my age
3: mm-hmm. if
2: he had father sure. bastard children like no one would care and that's true and damon was too yeah. like viserys when we were 18 and 19 we were like there every night Mm -hmm. we were doing everything we could and um that's the case so there is it's again it's so naughty and messy because she is doing things that you could definitely call wrong but at the end that she is also on the receiving end of an incredibly unfair double standard that is real like it's true like viserys and damon we're probably doing this and way worse and way more often when they were Mm -hmm. her age. But because she's a woman and she has to preserve her virtue for a respectable marriage, she's not allowed. And when she does it, it's a scandal. So again, like I like that the show is letting a character like her do things that we can call wrong, but also having really good points about how unfair it is to put her in the situation in the first place
5: absolutely yeah Yeah, totally agree i think it's yeah it's doing a good job of highlighting those things uh, of making clear that it's like oh she's you know doing a thing that's wrong societally for where she is but they're gonna tell you how messed up that societal standard is Mm -hmm. at the same time i like
2: that a lot
3: oh man it's all so layered like how did all of this happen in one episode
2: I know this really kind of punched up. um, It was a lot. This kind of brought up the most fodder for discussion of anything. I think like I remember when the crab feeder was like, didn't say a line and didn't, you know, really have anything to distinguish him. And we were talking about him like there's stuff to dig into here. Like, for example, what do you guys make of, of Damon's half lies? So that, dramatic slash hilarious scene where he is hung over out of his mind, curled up in a ball on the Iron Throne uh, room, just being kicked by his brother. Yeah. I mean, he... Sure. he, Viserys is fully assuming that Daemon and Rhaenyra went all the way, but they mm. did not, at least according to what we saw. And, and I do think that is what the show is trying to tell us as well. Same. Um, Same. Daemon's letting them assume it because At least what I thought was that he thinks, Damon thinks that if Viserys thinks that Rhaenyra is no longer a maiden, then it's going to be harder to set her up with a noble lord. And Damon's like, yeah, no one else will take her. Might as well let me marry her. Which again, going into his complexity, you can interpret as he's in love with her. Or you can interpret it as Cured my um, wife, who's first in line to the throne, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Maybe both. What do you think, think of both.
3: that? Yeah, I think both, honestly. And he's so hard to get a read on because in that scene, he seemed very pathetic. It was so cringeworthy. But at the same time, it's I, I like, it was, kind of was this his plan all along? Maybe. I don't know for how long, but he took her there. He knew what he was doing. He knew that it would get out some way or some or another. I mean, they're in public and uh, I don't know I, I think that this was his plan for a long time so even though he looks like a complete idiot I think it's fine by him because this is what he's trying to do so I'm so curious to see what place he's in the next episode I just I never know what's going on with him
2: yeah I haven't watched the um the uh someone said that uh the promo looks great for next week Penny Gomez I haven't watched it and I cannot wait Mm -hmm. to watch it because I'm extremely curious and Martha agrees with me uh Daniel how about you
5: um so I did watch the promo before coming on to the show and it does look pretty wild looks like it's going to be a dramatic wedding next week a wedding with lots of drama um Mm -hmm. so Yeah, I think with Damon it is tricky. I think you're definitely right about him having multiple motives. I I think Natalie has a great point of like, he knew he knew what he did. Like when he was taking her down to that brothel, like that whole scene hinges on the fact that Damon is wise to the ways of how King's Landing and the politics work, but Mm -hmm. he just doesn't care. But like there's kind of this feeling that he's teaching Rhaenyra. So like he has to know that mm-hmm. there's a decent chance they'll get seen. Um, I think there's also another side to that throne room scene beyond just maybe he has ambition, which he does, I think, and cares for Rhaenyra, which I do think he legitimately does. I think the show has set that up enough that like, they understand each other at like a primal sure. Aryan level that not every Targaryen does, but they, they get each other. Um, I think the fact that like, they both made the same argument to Viserys of like, if she were a a boy, no one would care like that. Mm -hmm. It's touches like that where it's like these two see the world in a similar way. Um, Yeah. But I think Damon also, I think when Allison said to Viserys that it benefits Damon to um, lessen you, like that's why he's Mm -hmm. doing these things is basically to get at you because you're his older brother, daddy brother, and he wants your attention basically. <laughs> and I think that is also true. True. Um, the, the show's done a good job of really making like, it's kind of like there are an equal amount of times where characters know what the other characters are up to, despite their BS or they're blinding themselves based on their own feelings about the characters. And ah, it's just yeah. the writing is just so good with that. It's good.
2: I mean, the show has gotten dinged a little bit for not having as many compelling characters. As Game of Thrones at this point, which I do kind of agree with, but I don't think any of the characters in Game of Thrones in episode four were had this many contradictions already as like Daenerys yeah. and Viserys. Like they're they're yeah, they've used their tight focus very well to really drill down on some individual characters and get very deep with them very quickly.
5: Um, yeah, agree. I
2: still do think the big four are like kind of still in the spotlight, like my Syria mm-hmm. walked by here for a brief appearance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel, you, you probably picked up that, um, that she's the one who told Otto about Rhaenyra and Viserys uh, getting together, the white worm he got the information from, which is uh, her name in the book. So mm-hmm. that's a nice little yes. bit of where that'll be going.
5: Sorry, I was just gonna say now we can stop saying, oh, she's think of her as the varus of this show. Now it's like you can see it. She's mm-hmm. basically doing what Varus did, except she's not on the small council.
2: Yeah, trying to trade up. Although again, like just Damon and Ranira and 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 now to Al- out are so thoroughly stealing the show. I do feel like people like Mytheria and like Colour Valerian are still kind of like sort of second tier characters. They're just they're not yeah. popping the way the others are. But I'm fine with that because the ones who are popular are really really hard. Um, let's see some comments. Cause we're getting a lot yeah. of good comments. I'm not all surprised that folks are um, have things to say about this. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got Nicole who's <laughs> saying, while I think that Rhaenyra is not wrong for calling out the societal double standards of her time, she has no real power yet to change them. The common folk already do not want her to rule because of her gender and have a reputation of being morally questionable. Will make that even worse for her. So yeah, I mean. I kind of agree with yeah. that. It, it, again, it's like... It, it doesn't make it not unfair, though. Like, she... Doing what she did, yeah. for better or worse, shouldn't get her reputation for being morally unquestionable. Like, Damon is beloved, and he was cutting scrotums off back when he was, like, Renira's age and doing God knows what. So, again, like, those things kind of work together and make a really interesting tapestry.
5: But I think it definitely, you know... Viserys says that. I, I just... I just love that what uh, Nicole said about her having no real power to change things. Like that's basically okay. Viserys counterpoint. Like, yeah, this is unfair, but like, that's the world we live yeah. in. How are you going to navigate it? Mm-hmm. Cause you have to.
2: Yeah. This in a weird way, Damon and Ramira are idealists who think they might be able to change yeah. things. And Viserys is more of a, this is the way the world is. But again, like even if the way if the world were perfect, Probably still shouldn't make it with your uncle in a brothel. So, again, it's uh, layers going on here. And by the way, Claudia mm. asks, um, who's behind the white worm? I missed that. Uh, just Claudia, uh, the white worm is. It's a bit of a spoiler, but eh, whatever. It's not that big of a spoiler. The white worm is Myceria. She's the, the Damon's old girlfriend, the one he had out, out on Dragonstone, the one who nursed him back to health after this supernova hangover he got after <laughs> his night out with Rhaenyra, and then had him pay for the room. I didn't mind. I actually kind of liked her better in this yeah. scene than in her last one, partly because she yeah. her accent seemed less ludicrous, because I remember I was more used to it. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, Damon could use uh, taking down a peg or 80, so I'm, I'm always fine to see that. <sighs> Any other thoughts on the... Nicole says her action was still terrible. It's It is a choice. I think that might change that for season two. Like I'm thinking, I said, Daniel for season two, I'm thinking, um, some rethinking of the wigs and sitting down with Sonoya Mizuno and going like the accent. Maybe we can pull back a bit. (laughs) Any other thoughts on the episode guys?
5: Well, I have to ask you both. What did you think about the stuff with Aegon's dagger? And finding out this prophecy for the prince that was promised is written on the dagger. The same (laughs) dagger that will one day be used to kill the Night King. Do you like that? Do you feel like it's fan service? What are your thoughts?
2: I'm offended. You're bothering to ask that question. An episode where a niece and uncle almost (laughs) slept together and then she goes back to sleep with her bodyguard. Like, I don't care. Who cares? Do you see what's going on in this? (laughs) The Nike it's is going to die in a couple hundred do- years. It didn't do anything close to this. Okay. Um, and by the way, hello Savannah. Hello. Hi from, oh, right. from uh, Dawn of the Dog, our Georgia um, oh, good Bulldogs website, there you, go. on <laughs>
4: there you go. Yep. I'm so excited to okay. be here. Um, I just finished it, and I don't <laughs> it is that kind
2: of episode. Yeah, it was. It
4: was. Um... What do you
2: Think like pick a point and go off on it because we have been talking about it for a minute here. <laughs> And I could still go on for a while. What was your kind of gut initial reaction to some of the uh, the stuff that happened here?
4: Uh, well, I feel like there was a lot of tension between <laughs> Damon and Reneria, um, for sure. And that's probably what I picked up the most on was their, that sexual tension and then how so many people are freaking out that. There did a thing, but I guess it's because it was in public that it was such a big deal. But I'm like, didn't your dad and like his cousin or sister or whoever (laughs) (laughs) it was like, they got married and and did all that fun stuff together. So why is it such a big deal? But I guess it is because it is in public, but I'm still like, wow, they did that in public. He took her out, dressed her (laughs) as a boy through her. I don't know. I'm just like trying to process this while I'm just... At the same time, like I kind of expected it just because of their chemistry from the very first episode, but um, sure, yeah, no, that was mind blowing. And then she came home, and then she got what she wanted from Sir Christian. <laughs> so I'm just like, go on with it, girl, go on with it.
2: Can I ask this of all of you? So let's pretend that we're shippers for a second. Yeah. Um, are we gonna we are. ship? Okay, fair enough. Are we shipping? Uh. Raymond, which I'm gonna call Reneira Damon. Are we shipping uh wrist, wrist and cole, which is Rhaenyra, Wrist it. and Cole? Or are we going to hope that it it works out with Lanor Valerian? Her um her guy she's gonna marry and has never met, her political marriage, and we're gonna go and um ship Raynor Valerian.
3: <laughs>
4: if you had
2: to choose one of those three. Who's who's winning the shipping war?
4: I feel
3: bad saying it. It just feels wrong, but go I ahead. Think it's fine. The safe space. <laughs> it's got to be Raymond. That's what you called it, for the Aaron Damon. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: No, I'm... everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. That ship. Okay.
4: It's like a perfect power couple to me. Like I don't even care, uncle niece. I don't care. It works, and it's. Just,
2: I, I mean, it. like you know, like. Game of Thrones had folk. I mean, hit had, had, had me unironically saying like, "You go, Cersei and Jamie, You against the world. Go ahead." It so like you know why not?
4: Okay, well, I will. I will say like, I still have it on <laughs> in the background, and I just saw the bears. Or oh my god, that that wow. He just took the hand. Wow. I know. I know. Oh my god, that part. That part was.
2: I. I kind of wish they didn't go that far in, in the brothel scene because I thought it could have been better if they just kept it fully le- less ambiguous. But um, they did what they did and the fan fiction writers will do with it what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some commenters who are... Uh, let's see. So Martha is Damon and Ray. Uh, Jen is shipping Cole and Rain... Oh, wait. Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra or possibly Rainies. Uh, so we have some... Cole and Raniere shippers, some Damon and Raniere shippers. I wonder if there will be a good old-fashioned war. And we can't forget Allison, by the way, who people have kind of attached to them, too. But I guess it's not the exact same thing. And Penny says, yes, hope, just yes, the political marriage for the good of the realm. We have some split votes here, actually. Yeah. We have folk going for everything. Good. I like a nice variety.
4: No, please.
2: Oh, and Nicole said, Kristen took a vow and cannot marry, so he's out. Well, but, Nicole, you know, it's like what Damon said. Um, yeah. You know, you marry and then you go and do what you want. So why should a vow against marriage stop anything from um being fruitful and having a nice relationship?
4: And she's the princess, so can't they kind of, like, fudge the rules for whatever she wants?
2: Queen Elizabeth I, um, not the second, the first back in the Renaissance times, she was the virgin queen. She didn't have any um, husbands. Uh, you best believe that she had some paramours and that she had some fun. <laughs> Uh, and had some romance in her life. So I mean, I don't see why people couldn't do it. Someone commented up there, um, I think it was Julie, said A Moment of Time for Queen Elizabeth Two. And yeah, uh, that this was quite an episode to air uh in the same week that um we lost the uh longest running monarch in the world. I don't know what I'm doing with that comment. I'm just gonna say it and leave it there and see if anything <laughs> picks it up.
4: It is so, like, it is kind of a, a weird coincidence that the queen died this week, and then this is the episode that does air because it is testing a lot of um, those kind of lines.
2: Well, okay, well, okay. So, what, what do you guys feel about the dagger? Yeah, I have a hard time caring about it after all this.
4: Yeah, no. I, I, I was trying to get on here after you know the, the brothel and everything else. <laughs> I you know i I saw the you know the the, the scene with Otto and the king taking the thing oh, off of, wow. his, the hands uh pin off and then at the very mm-hmm. end with the tea and stuff, but I'm like uh I no that's not even it is important, but it's not so it's it's all about <laughs> the the scenes between Damon and and Rhaenerys, and like ah uh, I just want them to like just go ahead and do it, screw it just, <laughs> just make it happen. who cares y'all you know good couple power couple, just take over the world. one episode at a time.
2: Christian (laughs) just think the dagger was cool. Natalie, do you care about the dagger a lot?
3: I think it is cool. I also, I I think it's cool, but it's kind of like the history and things that are like that happen in Game of Thrones. I just haven't watched Game of Thrones in a long time, so I'm just trying to like remember. Of course, I remember the Night King being killed and all of that, but I was kind of just like, all right, yeah, that's cool. It'll come back to us another time and I'm just busy thinking about other things right now. But it is cool. It's a cool connection, and to me, it's not fan service. Simply, I think because I didn't read the sure. book, so I think it's just cool. Um, but other people might think differently.
2: We have some dagger supporters. You know, it just occurred to me. Um, Game of Thrones was sometimes like um, kind of a, a an interpretation was that the Night King is the real uh, enemy, but everyone's squabbling amongst themselves, and they can't, mm-hmm. and they're kind of distracted we kind of have a similar thing here where this dagger represents the survival of the human race, Mm -hmm. but everyone is too busy lusting after each other Mm -hmm. and getting into incredibly complicated relationships. And people like me are like, yeah, I don't even care about it. I just want this stuff. I'm part of the problem is what I am.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Daniel's trying to bring us back to reality. And we're all just like, no, we want the steamy scenes.
4: Uh, yeah, yes.
5: no. I want to talk about daggers other than just daemons. Thank you, please.
4: <laughs> okay, go.
5: I'm sorry, I oh had to.
4: good.
5: I, I liked it. I liked the Valyrian steel dagger. God, what have we become? That This show, I'm not <laughs> sure if it's making me a worse person this show, but I'm kind of here for it. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a nice touch in terms of tying things back to the original, but also just like I kind of wonder, you know, we've heard that this whole Egon had dreams thing about the the White Walkers, like that's something that came from George R. R. Martin. So I've also wondered like the prince that was promised prophecy, which we did hear once or twice in the books. Um Like, Rhaenyra reads that right off the dagger. So, like, did that prophecy come from him? Um, I guess it probably would have needed to come from farther back because the Red Priests also believe in it. Um, But, yeah, I, I am curious to see what they do with that. I love the symbolism of that that dagger ends up being the thing that kills the Night King, even if the Targaryens themselves are in such shambles that like there are just two of them left by that point, And they are lovers who also can't be together and are now going to vie for the throne and, and what have you. Um, so yeah, now that I like the dagger Savannah, you have any thoughts before we get back to the steam? Because obviously that's <laughs> all anyone is going to care about this week.
4: Oh no! Well, I the way that you just put it kind of made more sense to me with the the symbolism and stuff. So I, I appreciate it a little bit more now. Um, but I, like I said, I was too distracted with the steam and stuff. But I I'm gonna go back after we finish one, after we finish this and, and watch yeah. it again and um, try to make sure I pay a little bit closer attention because I have to watch them like two or three times just to pick up on the t- the minor sure. details. And I think that's what I appreciate so much more about. House of right. the dragon than some of the game of thrones yeah. seasons because yeah I, yeah i'm one of those people that observe everything and so when they throw in those tiny details that that you know you're supposed to see but not everybody notices right away um it's just such a chef's kiss and i feel like it's such a george moment that he's just like yeah we're gonna throw that in there just to kind of like you know i don't know how i'm it's trying to say it but just that that touch of detail that just makes you go <laughs> yeah
2: yeah <laughs> this show and Game of Thrones too at many times were great for like second third rewatches I think that's why they got so popular mm-hmm. because they yeah. just they, they really rewarded your investment The before someone invested in them by the way absolutely um, one of the things I wanted to hit definitely was a lot of people are talking about Otto wondering uh, who's going to be the next hand Julie says Otto's not going down without a yeah. fight what did we make of the scene where um, Viserys it, fires Otto. his hand after Rhaenyra basically tells him Uh, trades him, um, fire your hand, and then I'll marry Lannor Valerian.
3: Oh, man. I I mean, it's funny because Daniel had said kind of this episode felt like the beginning of the end of Alicent and and Rhaenyra's friendship, but I'm also Mm -hmm. feeling like it's this is going to be dramatic, but it feels like it's the beginning of the end of like the Targaryens because of all these lies, the mess that's happening, but also Viserys just believing a lie from Rhaenyra that Otto is just of course, Otto wants power. He wants the throne. we know that. Um, but the fact that she's kind of like, you need to fire him because you need to trust mm-hmm. me and, and da-da-da. And he goes and does it. I don't think he should have fired him. I don't think so. I do. And I think that this, the end of it just kind of just showed these guys are going to get even messier. They're going to make even worse mistakes. And there's going to be irreversible damage, I think. And it's a lot. <laughs>
2: I agree that he shouldn't have fired him. Um, and it is, I mean, what? you're kind of bending to your 18-year-old's daughter.
4: I do. I'm sorry. No. Like, okay, uh, his Otto I, had to go. Yeah, no, Otto had to he go. had
2: to go. So here's the thing. So everything Viserys says about Otto <laughs> was true. Like, yeah, he does want the throne, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. He did bring Alicent to Viserys in mm-hmm. order to, you know, get closer to the throne. But Viserys already yep. knew all that. Like yeah. that's been true for a while. Maseris isn't stupid. He knew that. He did this because I mean because Venera basically was like, that was all true. And then like, wait, Otto caught me doing something I shouldn't have done. He's gotta go. Yeah. She's gonna do other things she shouldn't do. And maybe Viserys should be kept yeah. in the loop about whatever Craig daughter is up to. I mean and, and was right that like Venera's like he's self-interested. Like serious, like, yeah like everyone else in this freaking castle Mm -hmm. he's (laughs) self-interested of course he is like that's that's the name of the game show me like a not self-interested person who's advising the king um so i think he knew all that i think i liked the scene because it seemed like viserys was saying stuff he'd known for a long time but just in a way to convince himself that now it matters even though it's really that he he fired Otto after he became useful because he didn't want to hear what Otto had to tell him. I thought I thought it was a a capitulation move. I would have kept Otto on the small council.
4: No, he had to go. He was too manipulative. <laughs> <good.
3: laughs> he does
4: suck, but I just I felt like every every direct move that he made was trying to get Aegon on as the heir and and Alicent to be the right. queen of the heir, or not. And then it's just like Alicent wants you know Rhaenyra's to be you know, the future queen. And like, she's trying to play along and and be a good wife and be a good queen. But then her father's just like, no, he needs to rule. And I'm like, dude, just like, stop. Just be the hand of the king and stop trying to be manipulative. But just because you didn't get your way and, uh, you know, the king wants his daughter to rule because she's obviously the best choice. And it's just like too manipulative. And then the fact that he went, instead of trying to even maybe approach Damon first, um i think is why i kind of just like yeah no fire him he went straight to the king planted that seed very meticulously and was just like this is what's going on you need to go get rid of Damon." and blah 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 and i'm just like why didn't you go to the source first and figure out what was going on just like the uh, air for the day like Damon didn't deny it but like at the same time it didn't it wasn't shown that he said it so he's just manipulative he has an agenda and I'm just like, "Bye." And I'm sure he's going to be around because it's Otto, but still, I'm just like, oh, sure. go on. Just be a granddad to your and, you know, half Targaryen children <laughs> grandchildren. And Daniel, um, do you agree with yeah. Savannah
2: or are you correct?
5: I I agree with Savannah and therefore I am correct. Yes. Otto had to go. <laughs> Otto is the worst. Otto sucks. Um and yeah, Otto's been driving me nuts since the beginning. And yes, everyone's self-interested in these shows. That's fair. But I think they're not supposed to be, especially if they're the hand of the king. So this is a thing I think we're going to see come back a little bit. Like this idea that Viserys is like, I can't trust your judgment because that is his one job. Otto has one job and Mm -hmm. it's to give Viserys as unbiasedly good of Advice as he can, mm-hmm. um, and how can he trust him to do that? Because Otto has been manipulating yeah. him since day one. And someone had a comment in the chat about hearing the backstory of how Otto became the Hand. How that made it a little more nefarious sounding. Um, I need to go back and rewatch that. But it, it, Otto basically climbed up the ladder. He was the Hand to mm-hmm. jaharis and then. Basically, went from being like relatively obscure to like the second most powerful person in the realm very quickly. Um, so yeah, I think it's hard because, yes, everyone's self interested, but at the same time, like, how can Otto be trusted? Um, I think Ranira. Yes, there's a little bit of a capitulating to your teenage daughter when she tells you to fire oh, your, about, like, your self-interested. advisor, whatever. Rhaenyra's
2: self interested, being like, "Fire the guy who told on me." Yes, yes, but <laughs> do you
4: blame the princess? Yes, she is, but no.
2: <laughs> I don't either
5: I think that scene where Rhaenyra and Viserys are talking to each other, I think is the best scene we've gotten of them ruling together as king and heir mm. they good, so they're yeah. both telling each other the uncomfortable thing the other one doesn't want to hear and how to fix it Sure. and like yeah. I think they were both right I think Ranira, I think yeah it was I think Otto had to go because you can't trust his judgment and there are probably more trustworthy people out there in the realm I think maybe we've seen one or two of them maybe we'll see one or two more and I Ooh. think Rhaenyra needs to needs to get married because sh- she's causing problems. It's gonna happen. I love a
4: rebellious woman. though. I'm with you. I'm just like let her do it. Like who cares? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's <laughs> she's making good TV. But I also- that- some people are asking. Um, sorry, go ahead. Well, cool.
4: the whole thing with Otto and Alicent too. I I picked up on it from the very get go. Is like there's some kind of like underlying abuse or manipulative tactic there to get her to do whatever he asks her to do and so i think that's Mm -hmm. also something that comes to like fruition is when she doesn't talk to the king about making Aegon the heir last episode and how she made it more about the realm and the better good for the realm so like it kind of came full circle for me there that and then she stopped biting her nails then she started doing it and then again this episode because of the king but whatever but like it's coming full circle and i think a lot of that's why I don't like Otto. I trust him because he's using Allison as like a driving force to even more power. I, he reminds me a lot of Littlefinger, and I'm sure everybody has said yeah, that. 100%. But like, he just yeah. has totally. way too much insight to be Littlefinger, especially as the hand. Like Littlefinger was what the money guy, and so yeah. He's handed the king, or was, and he's just way too close to that power. So I think it's actually a smart move. I'm kind of going off what Daniel mm-hmm. was talking about with it being like the heir and the king and coming together to rule into one situation. But yeah, gotta go. find you Um, people s- s-
2: yeah. are asking who the next hand is going to be. Now we know that, but I'll say this: like, if you watch the other episode, it's not. It's it's the guy you probably think it is. Yeah. Remember the um
4: the one that actually Lord Lionel sense?
2: Strong, who was like. The, the one person yeah. who was giving King Viserys yeah, decent sure. advice last episode about marrying um, Rhaenyra to Leno, which he actually did. Um, yeah. I wonder if that guy will become the new hand. It's very, it's possible. <laughs> we'll find out next episode, <laughs> won't we?
4: Um, I will say that, like, I mentioned to Daniel after, I think it was the second episode <laughs> when the Corlys was trying to marry off his daughter, 12 years old or whatever, however old she is, seven. Yeah, good times. Um, I was like, why does she not marry Renaria and uh, Lenore right? Like, wouldn't yeah, yeah. that do the same thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. it kind of came full circle.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: It's yeah idea. I had a hard time keeping my mouth shut when <laughs> you said that. Because, yeah, that is the idea that gets pitched. It does make sense.
4: And it's like, it feels like it's the least, like, gross situation. Not marrying yeah. a two-year-old. Yeah. Not having to marry a minor as an old man. I mean... I yeah, mean,
2: they're only a little related because they're, yeah. they're like they're they're like third cousins or something. It's fine, probably hardly any brain damage yeah. to the kids. It's going to be
4: okay. <laughs> but has anybody like thought about the fact that that maybe why a lot of these children don't survive is because of the incest and it's just no underlying tone in the story? It's
2: I, I'm curious to like, look it up because again, like so this is all like based on. I think a lot of like English monarchs were definitely cousins It happened a lot Mm -hmm. like queen Victoria Mm -hmm. and like fully married her cousin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she reigned for like a billion years. Um, The Pharaohs definitely married brother to sister a lot. And I mean, the Egyptian empire did collapse eventually. I don't know. I'd be curious who knows out there, how often are the siblings of Royal uh, the children of Royal close relatives uh, turn up, incomplete um any other thoughts yeah. from this episode i we to talk about the opening scene uh Zen end is seeing her
3: oh yeah
4: parade
2: of elderly men and kids <laughs> oh that little dude him. Yep. Hand.
4: i was so happy for that little <laughs> dude it was
2: kind of callous during it but i guess that uh you know after seeing god knows how many men for god knows how many months uh might have got what might have worn on you a bit
4: I would I feel like I would be the same yeah. way with her like she's just over it she's like just let me pick who I want you told me I could pick who I want but then you send me on this tour <laughs> to go meet all of these people and I'm just that, that is not me picking who I want uh I think in my I have like a theory in my head but I won't I won't Ooh. you know spoil. I think she's going to pick someone off the wall and someone who doesn't have any title because she wants to be queen and she wants the power and to be in charge sure. and so her man just needs to be that supportive person beside her that the woman is supposed to be in you know when the king is coming up to of age and stuff so I think it's going to be someone off the wall I have a theory or two but I won't I won't I mean I think she's gonna I mean, be I, I want I wanted to marry Sir Kristen for some reason there we go okay wow. Kristen Shipper, I love it
2: she, she 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 needs a man like um Dolly Pardons' husband. Dolly Pardon yes. giant star for yes. decades. She's been married for like sixty years. I don't have a clue her no husband is. No one knows is, who he is. But it's yeah. <laughs> been there forever, just letting her shine. But that's what Rhaenyra needs. Maybe yes. will she get it? Um, no. Uh, what do you guys think? You, <laughs> what are you guys looking forward to for um next week after all this drama?
4: Uh, I want to see if there's more chemistry and and. You know, tension between Damon and Renera because I mean, obviously, it's there. Obviously, there's building something's building up between the two of them to do something just mm-hmm. from based on like the look aheads from every single week. I feel like there's just more tension building between the two of them. So, is it, is it actually going to get act on or is that just going to be something that happens like later down the road? Um, when is the king going to die because he's got way too many sores on him? Um,
2: they're they're, they're yeah. setting up something, yeah. they're not like setting up. The king's gonna live a long, healthy life with all these things in his back. Yeah, they're clearly aiming towards something there. There are things you don't really need to be spoiled for to, to, to realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Which also kind of like foreshadows me like a whole like Jeffrey Joffrey, excuse me, Joffrey kind of situation where someone may be having to take over the throne a little too soon. But I don't know if, if mm-hmm. she stays heir, who knows? But I'm excited. I'm like I, this is why I I watched Game of Thrones later so I could just binge. <laughs> now i have to wait a whole <laughs> week it's just not even fair the weeks feel long mm-hmm. i will say <laughs> yeah.
2: i am looking forward to frankly seeing all the fallout from this one i want to yeah. see what people think of it i want to see some creativity on the twitter so many of here watching have yeah. some funny memes you at wicnet and send them to me <laughs> so we can see them and laugh madly how about you
3: yeah what are you looking forward to Definitely, yeah, the fallout of viewers watching it, but the fallout of what just happened um, out in Westeros, I didn't watch the teaser, but I think someone said there's a wedding. So I guess Rhaenyra and Laenor are going to do that, I'm assuming. So curious about that and curious where Damon's going to be. I know he's not welcome at King's Landing right now, so <laughs> I, I need to know if he's going to be sulking, if he's going to be plotting both probably i i need to know his whereabouts at all times mm-hmm. so that's what i'm
2: thinking daniel yeah. do you want to try and pretend like you don't know what's coming yeah. and say what you um, <laughs> are looking forward to or just pass on this one
5: um i will pretend i'll pretend that i have not oh. seen the next episode and i will just say you know if, if laenor is going to be relevant i'm excited to see more of house valeria next episode and i'm excited yeah. for the memes And we'll leave it there. Also, can I just point out? So, Storm's End, that the kid—I think it's Lord Blackwood. I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. he killed the the son of the Baratheon lord. He did. I feel like that's gonna, and I don't know this from what I've seen. I feel like that's gonna (laughs) come back around to bite someone at some point because, like, that feels like a grudge might have just started
2: there.
4: Honestly, it made me so happy because the dude wouldn't shut up and just let the kid have his moment. And so the kid was like, all right, bet. I'm going to take you down.
2: And, and Rhaenyra liked that dude. Rhaenyra's pace, not always the best. It's mm-hmm. was like, oh, that guy's funny. <laughs> that guy's regular Jane yeah. Kirk over there. And then she like leaves and then the kid steps <laughs> and the goes by. Uh, complicated, complicated characters. I like what Julie said, by the way, of um, <laughs> Julie said, yes, go the kid. <laughs> it was fun. I feel like they like yeah. had to get like, this whole episode is about sex and there's no violence. Have somebody stab someone at the top, just like another yeah. Game of Thrones show. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It wouldn't be Game of I
2: like Island. what Julie said, because I agree that she loves weekly episodes. You get to dig into each episode more. I am really liking the week by week. I know yeah. I, I know there are tons of ways. Like Same. I enjoyed Stranger Things, two with everything at once. I liked it. The Rings mm-hmm. of Power had like two at once. The boys had three at once. It's fun to get it. There is something fun to me about one episode a week. And we all kind of watch it vaguely together. Oh, we yeah. don't like, you know, just get to it whenever. Yeah. We're all excited together. We're all talking about it together. I actually really do sort of like it. I kind of, and I, I'm not sure if Game of Thrones is the only way to really pull that off anymore. But um, I sort of wish someone else would try it. But I, of course, I understand that people want the rest of them sooner as well. I get it. But I, I am enjoying the week by week journey. How about you guys?
4: I'm adjusting just because I got to binge Game of Thrones for like, uh, I started on season six really caring. And so I binged and binged and binged. So waiting has been an adjustment, but at the same time, it allows me to kind of like think about the episode and not just move on to the next one, Uh, which also brings up all of the conspiracy theories that I drop into Daniel's DMs all the time. (laughs) I'm like, Daniel, why, why Daniel, why?
2: (laughs) Can you, like, share one of them?
4: Can I share one of them? Yeah, we'll...
2: if you're willing. If not, <laughs> no problem. But <laughs> I mean, personally, to... I'm curious. Putting on the spot.
4: I know. I gotta scroll through. It's, and
5: it's me later
2: in Slack. Like that's fine too. But more <laughs> yeah, to me.
5: I know the Lainor. Uh-huh. Savannah called Lenor. Why don't Why don't they propose Rhaenyra and Lenor like immediately on when? Bam. Lena was being tossed around.
4: Yeah. Uh, that's probably my mm-hmm. my best one that i've i've thrown around i'm trying to i was
2: dead on <laughs>
4: uh yeah no that was and i I think i mentioned Kristan to daniel about her and and renera getting together too because that was she the way she picked him because she, he had okay, the okay. most experience and then the whole thing in the woods with the boar and everything and i'm like that's subtly mm-hmm. romantic and so it's just oh definitely I think that was the other one i'll have to send you yeah. i'll have to go back through the slack here and um because i don't think i had too too many but those are probably my two biggest ones that i've kind of picked up on right um also damon and her kind of like i'm like they got to get together at some point of course um but also like yeah. that whole scene with the egg i'm like knew he wasn't gonna kill her knew it knew it he, he, all he sees is her, <laughs> and he sees her. Well, he sees himself in her. There we go. And so um he, he's so enthralled yeah. with her oh, and God, intrigued with does. her too. So now you're gonna have me in your DMs, Dan. So just get ready. <laughs>
2: sure, I, I welcome it, especially of yeah. this one. This episode have a lot of energy in me. Like I saw it Wednesday, and I'm still kind of twittering, literally, yeah. very soon. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts you guys have before we sign off for the night and I go uh inhale the preview for episode five? <laughs>
4: no i'm excited to watch that oh and i it's it's oh right. i got one I, y'all probably um, already mentioned it but short hair Damon, chef's kiss chef's i liked kiss. it
2: i liked him i do i thought i wouldn't i thought i would i saw the preview and i was like ooh, no but then like after <laughs> the episode of my big tv scanner i was like oh this works i like this this is good i approve of this i wish more targaryens embraced their short haircuts not everyone needs to have like inches down to the small of their back you mm-hmm. know it's fine if you just have a short haircut yeah. fine.
4: that and the the havalarian just literally like yeah. rolling off of their tongue mm-hmm. like it was just a native language to them both i'm just like y'all have been on duolingo oh, and it. y'all have been taking classes
2: <laughs> oh, du- duolingo people are so happy about this they're gonna get so many new yes. subscriptions mm-hmm. oh, 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 overall ty valerian oh yeah smart yeah, that's... smart brand synergy chef's kiss how about you daniel and natalie any yeah. final
5: thoughts i had ptsd flashbacks to jamie lannister When I saw Damon with short hair, I immediately thought of Jamie Uh, Lannister and thought, oh no, not again. But thankfully I
2: think he pulled it off way better.
3: He did, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because Jamie had like a crew cut. This is like Damon cut his hair to be the length of original Jamie. So it's still like fairly you can like you can like style it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Natalie, anything from you or shall we move on to the end of the episode?
3: I think we're good. I think the only thing that I just thought of, Damon did a hair flip too. Really, really yeah, appreciated yeah. that. Loved it. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's all we
2: got. Nice. I mean, look, during the Game of Thrones time, Jon Snow's hair was a big discussion point. Lots yeah. of folks were Jon Snow's hair. Yeah. I think we've officially found uh, the heir to the hair. <laughs> so everybody, thanks for joining us, Savannah, Daniel, Natalie, myself, Dan. Um, and everybody watching, thanks so much for watching. This, this was fun. This is a good one. I'm glad we got I'm we got a lot of engagement because you have things to say. We have things to say. Everybody's going to be talking after this one. Woo! FCC. What are you going to do? <laughs> Here, come, 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 come at us. <laughs> um, we are Take the Black. We break down every new episode of House of the Dragon every Sunday night, right after it airs on the Winter is Coming Facebook page and also the Winter is Coming YouTube page. In addition, we have Wednesday episodes every uh, Wednesday at four PM Central Standard Time on the same places. Where we talk about House of the Dragon, but also what else is going on in um, the world of sci-fi, fantasy, and TV because there is other stuff. Uh, hard as it is to believe, sometimes. Thanks for watching. Have a great night, and um, you know, just hug your uncle but not that close you
3: know what
2: I'm
3: saying
2: oh Night. night night this podcast is brought to you by fansiding join our community of over 300 sites from
5: sports to pop culture and everything in between